0: We are super excited to start this new series, this episode series of Studying Ruth. Um, So basically how this is going to work is every Monday we will be releasing a new episode. Each chapter of Ruth, there are four chapters of Ruth, and it will be a different one of the founders each Monday when we drop them. So this first chapter will be me, Elisa. Um... I'm super excited to open up this series and just lead you guys through what God has revealed to me in Ruth chapter 1. Um, so feel free to listen to this podcast wherever, just if you're chilling in your house, if you're driving somewhere, whatever it may be. Um, I, we just really hope that God reveal, speaks to you and reveals something to you and that uh, you, you're you able to take away something from this Episode series. Um, so let's just jump right in. We're gonna start with some prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity, for giving us this outlet of She Unit and this podcast that we could be able to reach our girls and create a community through a different outlet, and that wherever we are, we can listen to this podcast. That There are just girls all over who are a part of She Unit all over the world, and we're so thankful for this opportunity that you've given us. Um, God, we pray that, or I pray that, uh, girls would be touched today, and that you would speak to them as we read this first chapter of Ruth, and as we continue this series, um, that whoever is listening, that you would just bless them, and... That they would be able to take something away from this in your name amen all right so as i said we're starting with ruth chapter one if you don't have your bible out um we're going to be reading the passage with you guys uh that way if you're just in your car or something and, and you don't have a bible on hand you can still know what we're referencing and hear the word with us um so, I'll be reading from, what version is this Bible? NIV? Question mark? Yeah, NIV. So, I'll be reading Ruth chapter one, NIV. Um, it's, the section is tiled, titled, Naomi Loses Her Husband and Sons. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So, a man from Bethlehem in Judah together with his wife and his two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of the two sons were Malone and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now, alamalek naomi's husband died and she was left with two sons they remarried they married moabite women one named orpah and the other ruth and they had lived there about 10 years both malone and kilion also died and naomi was left without her two sons and her husband naomi and ruth returned to bethlehem when naomi heard in moab that the lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. And Orba kissed her mother in law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister in law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your god, my god. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they, when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi. "'Don't call me Naomi,' she told them. "'Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. "'I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. "'Why call me Naomi? "'The Lord has afflicted me. "'The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me.'" So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Okay, so and I'm going to talk about just some things that stuck out to me personally out while reading this. Um, and maybe, you know, you have, you'll have you agree with me or you'll have different opinions or maybe you'll have seen something that, like, I didn't notice or pay attention to. But that is the beauty of Bible study. Everyone has their own takeaways. Um, so the first thing that really stuck out to me. Sometimes I have questions and I might not have an answer, but I just think it's interesting. Um, my first like question was Naomi was in Moab and she heard that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. So she was returning back to Bethlehem. Um, so first I was like, well, why couldn't God provide food for also for the people of Moab? And if if Naomi's family is there, like, why did she have to go all the way back to Bethlehem? But as I, was, as I was just reading, I realized that Orpah said she was telling Orpah to go back to her gods. She's going back to her people and her gods. So I guess that the people of Moab were not... Christian, they probably had a a different belief. Maybe this sounds so stupid, but they had a different belief, so that is why um, that town wasn't blessed like during this famine. Um, But I guess that also sparks the question why did their family go to live in Moab? Why did they leave Bethlehem? Because the Bible talks so much about, about, or not, maybe not so much, but it's a big thing in Christianity that you should marry someone who's equally yoked with you, but I'm, these people were not equally yoked because they're Jewish. Well, I guess this is Old Testament, so they're Jewish. Um, these people are Jewish. And they're marrying outside of their religion because these people have multiple gods. I just thought that was so interesting. Like, they don't really explain that. So, why did it happen? Maybe that sounds stupid to you, but sorry for this. Um, Anyways, the next thing that kind of stuck out to me was how... Naomi has lost everything. She's lost her husband. She's lost her two sons. And yet, she's still allowing her daughter's-in-law to leave her. She's not being selfish and being like, no, stay with me, I need help, whatever. She's just like, do what's best for you. Go home to your families. Like, she she's being almost selfless, not really worrying about herself, but worrying about these two younger girls. Um, that, and that's when she says in verse eight, may the Lord show you kindness as you have showed kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find the rest in the home of another husband. She's hoping, she's praying that these people will be provided for. She doesn't say a single thing about herself in this moment. And I think that also is part of how close of a relationship that she has with her daughters-in-law, um, because as she's saying, as she's speaking to them, she's saying, "Return home, my daughters." She says that twice um, in the in verse eleven to verse thirteen when she's saying like it would be. It, unreasonable for you to stay with me you need to go back home um and as I was talking about this with the other she unit founders um mm-hmm. Bailey brought up how we never hear of Orpa again but like because she just leaves and then Ruth gets this whole book named after her I think that it kind of shows how everyone, even though we might come from the same backgrounds, if you will, like these people were from the same family. They had different lives and different priorities. Like for Ruth, her priority was Naomi and staying with her and staying with, I guess who she loved, or maybe there was some sense of comfort in staying with Naomi because there was a reminder of her of her husband, of Ruth's husband, Naomi's son. Um, but Orpa realized that her priority was going back home and possibly remarrying because that's the only place where she's going to get financial stability. Um, it's all from the husband. And, or maybe she just wanted the comfort of her own family rather than Naomi and Ruth. Um, That might, uh, I feel like (laughs) I'm, I'm just talking and I don't know if this like makes sense to anyone or if you guys are listening and being like, Alisa, why would you say that? Like, duh. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm just gonna keep talking. Um but going back to kind of how we were talking about Naomi's character in this passage Ruth shows how devoted she is to Naomi and I'm just thinking like how kind or generous of a person was Naomi that Ruth doesn't want to leave her and is so devoted to her she says where you go i will go where you stay i will stay your people will be my people and your god my god like first of all she just changed up her whole religion and like like a spiritual background because she loves naomi so much where you die i will die and there i will be buried may the lord deal with me be it ever so severely if death even death separates you and me um And then even later when they return to Bethlehem the women are exclaiming can this be Naomi like they're so excited to see her. So I wonder if Naomi must be like someone just so like I don't know almost almost like attractive not like physically but like people enjoy being around her. And I, w- I wonder if that's maybe because she has this, the spirit of God with her, or um, if she is, I mean, we kind of already saw how she's, how selfless she is. So if that could be part of it. So although this, um, book of the Bible is obviously called Ruth um I think this chapter there's a lot to notice about Naomi um aside from Ruth's obvious devotion to her um so my next kind of thing that stuck out to me was um when she returns and they're so excited to see her she says don't call me Naomi call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. I think that a lot of us can relate to, I guess, this passage specifically. That's Ruth 20 and 21. Ruth chapter 1 verses 20 and 21. Sorry. Um, when hard times come our way, we're kind of like, oh, you know, the Lord has forgotten me, the Lord is punishing me, he's forsaken me, my life is bitter, and obviously, reasonably so. Like, she has reason to be upset, she had just lost her husband and her two sons, like, I think anyone would be upset by that. Um, But, I think that, and obviously this is e- easier said than done, but... There's, there can still be joy found or reason to rejoice in the little things. Like, Naomi herself has survived and safely made it to Bethlehem where she can be provided for. And she's not alone. Like, Ruth is clearly so devoted to her and, and wants to be with her. Um, so I think that if you've never read the you know all of ruth before then i'm not gonna spoil it up but um god hasn't forgotten naomi in this moment it probably feels like that but she has no idea what's in store she doesn't know what god has planned for her um and I think that you know there's a difficult part about that because when you look similar to the story of Job like regardless of the blessings that God continues to give that doesn't really mean that there wasn't a, a loss that that was hurtful like Job lost his entire family and his his assets and his I guess all his blessings and Almost for seemingly no reason, um, and although he was blessed abundantly afterward, it doesn't mean that there wasn't hurt, or or that it was it wasn't hard to lose those people. Um, I guess it's it's just like once that happens, you have to. Obviously, you don't you don't wish for those things to happen, like losing a loved one, but when they do. When they do happen, it's important to look at the bigger picture, and obviously that's not easy. I'm not saying it is, um, but it's important to look at the bigger picture and, and remember that God has some something great in store for you. And I'm not, I'm not going to say better because losing someone, there's nothing better than you know what you had having that person but there are great things coming. Um, so, there were, the, the chapter was 22 verses. Um, so, I don't have, that's kind of like all I have, but let's just, I, I like to kind of characterize these people. So, Naomi can kind of be characterized as maybe a little bitter because of her current circumstances, but loving um, and I would say devoted to God because as she's saying that God has punished her or, um, you know, caused her harm, she still calls him the Almighty. She still holds like a a divinity almost for him, um, and she you can tell that she still loves God, um, despite her current circumstances. Um, and I think Ruth. I would character her as the obvious devoted to Naomi as well. Um, I think almost selfless. The more comforting thing would, would be to go back to her family, be provided for from her her family's blessings or her family's assets. Remarry and continue to be provided for but instead she chooses to stay with a widow who has no son for her to marry and they have no way of knowing how they'll be provided for or how they'll make money how they'll eat they're just going on this trip to bethlehem because they know that there's a harvest coming Um, I think selfless is also a good word for Ruth. Um, with that being said, I, I think that's all for, um, Ruth chapter one. Hopefully you guys have been able to take something away from this. Um. So, before we go, I'm going to pray for us. Um, And let me just pray now, actually. Dear Jesus, thank you once again for sharing it, these girls that are a part of it, and this community that you have given us. Thank you for the opportunity to read Ruth and giving me a responsibility to be able to read and share my thoughts on this passage. I pray that these girls would have taken something from the message, and that I'm not just, like, blabbering, (laughs) and, um, that you would speak to them, uh, as they're listening to this episode, Jesus. Um, thank you that I'm not perfect, and that I can just allow myself to make mistakes, um, in this episode, and it kind of, like, Believe the pressure of speaking for this podcast and i just pray that these girls would be blessed as they go throughout their week if they're listening to this on monday or wherever whatever day they're listening to that they would just be blessed and you would just give them peace and joy um as they go through this week um in your name we pray amen all right, girls, thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of Ruth, as we read Ruth chapter one next week, um, going to be Ruth chapter two, and our dear friend Olivia is going to be, um, speaking slash reading slash leading, whatever you want to call it. Um, so stay tuned to our Instagram at underscore underscore she unit underscore underscore, underscore Um, and DM us if you have any prayer requests or if you just want to share something you learned about the pod- during the podcast, whatever it may be. We love you all so much. Bye, guys!